Welcome to Patch Dispatch with Corey Luna, that's me, and Rich Hogben. Hi, Rich. Hey, how you doing? And tonight we're going to talk about a couple of albums, some gear, and a couple of upcoming events that you might want to go check out. So starting out, let's go over to some neat albums that we didn't get a chance to take a look at earlier in the month, and also back in October. There was an album by Ekishola, who has been on Peak before, and she just put out this album in October called Kairu, which she recorded in Japan and also toured in Japan. Now, I've had the pleasure of listening to it all the way through, and then I have actually interviewed her about this specifically just a couple days ago. So that podcast will be hitting North Beats podcast relatively soon, probably in early December. Yeah, style, and it's it just brings you home, as the word kairu means means coming home in Japanese. It is a way of her expressing her way of coming home. And then uh, Somberlux also put out a fantastic album uh, earlier this month, actually on Aerogrid Records called Fed to the Crows. It's a wonderful dark wave three-track album, I should say EP. It's industrial, dark, and apparently to the according to the liner notes, not even mixed. But it's just got raw power to it. If you know Somberlux, he does wonderful textures uh, between industrial and ambient. This one is much more heavy in in his style and i'm really excited to, to listen to this like i love industrial it's and it hits perfectly this one's fantastic did you want to play a sample of either of these yeah let's okay. go to kairu and let's play let's see here let's play oh let's play the the title track kairu track three Aki uh, explained to me when I interviewed her is all of the accompanying musicians all recorded separately. <laughs> no one played in the same room. It was all recorded remotely, basically. 
It's pretty amazing. Yeah. And it's, it's a just the journey of how she got it produced. I wonder, it was, I wonder, it's really so cool. Did she talk about how, like, who recorded first? That's, well, I would say that she recorded first and then the producer in Japan. Uh, got three other musicians that are listed in the liner notes to perform on the album. Mm-hmm. And and for her instructions were to uh, play what comes naturally to you. I see. Cool. Yeah, and I think it all came together really well. If, you, if she hadn't told me that specifically, I would have never known. It's such a seamlessly wonderful album. Awesome. Yeah, really good. Um, now let's go, to go back over to Sombralux for a minute. Yes, let's listen to Sombralux from the hip. came out on November 16th, earlier this month. And again, part of Aerogrid's uh, lineup of, of uh, artists that they have on their very limited uh, uh, lineup. And again, this album, well, the, these three tracks, very raw, powerful, industrial, dark waves. And it, I just, I really love it. And if you know Sombralox's previous work, he's he, he has a wonderful sense of lush, dark pads mm-hmm. that he uses in all of his music. Yeah. Uh, it sounds great. I like that one. All right. Let's move on to some gear. And Rich, do you want to talk about the one on your list first? Uh, sure. Um, it's the, uh, the KO two uh, of course that everyone's talking about <laughs> um like my instagram feed has blown up with teenage engineering stuff like all the time <laughs> um it looks like they sold out everywhere which i'm i mean I, I guess they usually do but it seems like they had a lot of stock and a lot of it ready so um that's yeah, crazy um, but this is their, uh, pro, basically pro series of pocket operator. 
Um, let's see, where is there a... Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, my friend at work brought one in to uh, check it out. Um, it's um, surprisingly... Well, I'm guess not surprised. I was expecting it to feel a little cheaper. Um, more... A little bit more like uh, the way the OPZ feels. Kind of a little plasticky... You know, a little flim flimsy-ish, I guess, but um, it it has a really substantial kind of feel to it. I, I mean, I'm sure like the four AAA batteries help a bit, um, but just the stuff like the God. little rubber feet, you know, the, on the back, the way it's all kind of snapped together, it feels pretty solid and like secure when you've got it down on a table and you're um, smacking the buttons, and the buttons feel good. Um, the screen is pretty cool the way they did the little LED kind of um, graphics. Um, I think it's really cool. I'm interested to see which one they come out with next. It's pretty neat the fact that they took uh, basically the concept of the PO33KO, which is part of the Pocket Operator series, which I, I have one of those myself from a couple of years ago when those came out. And they've made it into a full-on sampler that has a lot more functionality to it. You know, and I'm really here, glad to hear that you had the chance to get a chance to play around with it and see that it's really well built. And it, from the design of it, to me, it looks like a Nintendo turned into a sampler, like an like the Nintendo game console from the '80s. Yeah, that's that square blocky kind of look to it. Um, the color, yeah, yes, the gray yes. color. Yeah. So there's actually there mm -hmm. on Instagram, there was a post where they had it side by side, a Lego mock-up. It's like part <laughs> to part, like an exact replica of like the Lego mock-up. And you can see at that top, it actually has, they, they do this a lot in their products where they have like Lego connectors um, they did the same thing here. So there's like the, um, there are like the pin connectors on the sides, you know, for like, uh, axles. And then on the top, there's connectors where you can like put down like a large sheet of it, but it looks like they mocked it up with Lego. And then like that became the product. <laughs> so it definitely <laughs> had, it immediately gives it that retro kind of for some reason it looks familiar and you're not really sure why it's like, well, cause it's like Legos, like everybody knows that you don't realize yeah. it, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's I really definitely, cool. yeah, I definitely see it. That's a fun piece. I definitely want to play around with it eventually. All right. And then there was another piece that I saw Travarsi uh, do a review on, which I thought looked pretty cool. I wanted to mention it on, on, on here tonight which was from Anti-Culture Precision Disruptor Generative Sequencer. Now, from the look of it, I honestly haven't had a chance to really play with it myself. But if Travarsi likes it, it's got to be good. <laughs> Travarsi knows her sense. And just even the, the layout of it, it reminds me of the WMD Metron. But again, I haven't played with it. I don't know what the interface is like. So it probably has its own 
design style, of course. And I and honestly, I've never, I don't think I've ever used anything from Anti Culture, so I really don't have a, a great basis of it. It just looks like a great piece. Rich, have you had a chance to take a look at it at all? Um, no, but it's basically so it does um, generative kind of sequencing. That that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe that's the whole idea behind it. So it it's designed to create generative rhythms. So it's really designed greatly for, or specifically for your rack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see there's like a keyboard, uh, like a um, piano kind of keyboard. And then I'm not really, what do you think the top array of buttons are for? I'd say that it's definitely looks like it's part of a 16 step sequencer. Mm-hmm. 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 With yeah, different sections for inputs for clock restart uh, CV1, CV2, right. specifically. Right. Yeah. What do you think the it's graphic always, at the top means? It looks like it's going from moon cycles. <laughs> it certainly does. That's, I don't know. It's a cool graphic. I like that, though. Yeah. And honestly, I'm not really sure just from, we'd have to read into the description to get it better. But I do like that it has some sliders on it. Not everyone's right, great. Right. Not everybody likes sliders. I like sliders. No, I think that's cool, especially for like a generative kind of thing. Um, you know, rather than having to like punch in, you can just sort of slide or mm. even turning a knob. Um, yeah. Yeah, it works. <laughs> yeah, it really, you know, especially in Eurorack, it really helps to have more knobs of mm-hmm. and more sliders and this thing is huge. What is it's 40 HP? Jeez. Wow. Yeah. And it's already out of stock. Of course. <laughs> cool. That's oh, cool it says piece. the top four rows show when the gates fire. When they fire. Well, okay. Yeah, that would be a sequencer. Moving the slider up and down populates the sequence. Yeah, so it, it kind of feels a little bit like this guy. Yeah. Uh, Right, uh, where turning the knobs yeah. populates the sequencer, sort of the same, uh, different but same okay. action kind of thing, which I like a lot. Rather than again, like having to either punch in or pull up from a menu, you just turn a knob or hit a slider. It's it's easy to kind of play through different sequences like that. Yeah, it's fun. It sounds like it's definitely designed for live performance. For sure. Yeah. In mind. Mm. It's more tactile than mm. some of the other sequencers I've been using. Right. Be fun. Right. And uh, Rich, you've got a couple of events coming up you would like to announce or plug. Uh, yeah. The first one is a monthly. <laughs> It's the LA Synth Club. So um, this is their second year, and this is December fourth. It's on a mon- It's on Mondays. So um, you know, it's like the I don't know first Monday of the month or something like that. Um, but yeah, this is at Common Space Brewery, uh, which is you know kind of far from me, but um, I try to make it out. Um, I might make it to this one since I won't be in NorCal. Cool. But yeah, it's a fun one. Uh, people 
they have like sort of usually they have a featured kind of speaker, someone to kind of like talk about something and maybe play a little. And then everyone else kind of brings stuff to kind of just uh, set it up on tables and play with it. And you can walk around, grab a beer. It's cool to uh, hang out at this one. Um, and then the other one is Resident. December 10th. So they've got a pretty big list of people. I see Dylan 909. That's the one I know. <laughs> cool. David Leakum, Daniel Mina, Asterisk, David Dubuck, RMNA. Oh, all that's gone. Sorry, there was one more. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they just, uh, all just gone, just played a show in Oakland just this past weekend. Oh, okay. I didn't make it. I, I, I saw the, I saw the flyer for it and I was just, I'm just happy that he's out playing his show. So that's mm -hmm. cool. I'm glad that, uh, all that's gone and Dylan and I are going to be going out to play resident as a great San Francisco local electronic scene going on at noise bridge. Right. And hosted by Frank Barton. Yeah. It's a seven to 10 and they, uh, they stream it. So if you can't make it, obviously you can watch the, watch it on YouTube. Absolutely. So. Yeah, I'm so happy that that's still going. Yeah. And and it's great, even though I haven't been to it myself personally since 2020, I'm happy to see that they have a physical space to go to and that there's a lot of, there's more electronic musicians out there that are going out and performing. And the majority of them, I don't even know these people anymore, which is, which is great. It's like, I you know, there's, it just means that there's more people out there that are in playing and performing and I need to get out there and, and, uh, say hello someday. Yeah. I think that's one of the great things about resident and stuff. Um, you do meet new people all, it's not the same, you know, there are some regulars, you know, but, um, it seems like they have a, a good kind of mix. You get to get to meet new people. So. Yeah. Yes. Residence is always resident has always been a great place to meet people in the local scene. Excellent. Well, I believe that is all that we have on our list for patch dispatch tonight on November 29th. This has been Corey Luna and Richard Hogman. Good night.